Alrighty, welcome to episode 41 of the Rated NA podcast for NerdAppropriate.com. Hi everybody. Hello. How's it going? Awesome. Excellent. I want to uh, apologize off the bat because hopefully this one will be out on time, but as as of last episode when you hear what my news was, we got behind for a couple weeks on the podcast, but we are we are actually putting them all out together. Yay. So, a, gift, uh, a gift pack. A gift pack of, of podcasts. And I've been listening to them. And they're kind of funny because we they're like still somewhat relevant somehow, which is weird. We talked about stuff that's new enough that it works. That's good. So. That's good. If we're going to put them out later, we should just make some outlandish predictions so that when they do come out, people will, <laughs> yeah. will just think that we're crazy. We should just do a totally bullshit episode where it's like, it's March and we're playing Mass Effect 3. <laughs> it's fucking great. And no one else is playing it but us. We should totally do a lie episode. What do you think? Let's do it. That'd be awesome. Um, so up this week, we've got news about the Mass Effect 3 beta. Uh, we've got some Gears 3 DLC. Uh, we are going to actually update our TV Death Watch, which has a lot of movement on it. Scott's been keeping it up to date, so hopefully you've been checking that link. Uh, World of Warcraft, still around. It is. Just, just making sure it's still relevant to Cling, everybody. Clinging to life. Uh, then we have a ass load, an ass load of reviews. We do. An ass load. A, a, a virtual poopacopia, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've got Ash and I played back Batman Arkham City. Uh, we've I got tried to the, trip you up there. You see what I said? Shit. You said shitty. I tried to. But I read it correctly. Oh, damn it. Shit. Uh, Mass Effect Invasion number one, which is the new comic out on Dark Horse. Uh, we've got The Thing. Uh, we are going to do a mini review of Spider-Man Edge of Time. Uh, Grimm, the new show out this Sunday. Uh, or not this Sunday, sorry, next, this coming Friday. Um, we've got demo reviews for Dance Central 2 and Need for Speed, The Run. I'm going to cut that silence out so that I didn't have to figure out what NFS was in my brain. Uh, Need for Speed, The Run. Uh, and then Dragon Age Redemption episode number two, Did It Get Better? We will find out. We will. And then our Twitter question this week is Batman Arkham City related, of course, because the game is phenomenal. Why are comic book games generally so terrible, and how did Rocksteady pull off the impossible? So, yeah. So, what have you been up to, Scott? I mean, I, we know, but what have you been up to? <clears throat> yeah, I had to go uh, out of town on business this week, and the place where this meeting was... Business. Business. He builds robots. As we've, said, as we've said many times before, we all we all have jobs, and we have to do things sometimes that aren't um, this. Many, so, many times. Yeah. <clears throat> The place that I went to, the where the meeting was, it was like a campus. So, the yeah. me- the meeting, the hotel room, and the cafeteria were all on the same campus. So I literally did not see any of Baltimore, and I ate in the same cafeteria. Which is a shame because Baltimore yeah. is actually pretty cool. I ate in the same cafeteria nine times. Nice. Because the the meals were comped, and I didn't feel like traveling to spend money or taking a yeah. cab or anything. So yeah. yeah, it was like nine days of. You know, like the guy cutting the weird meat for you and yeah. like random steamed vegetables. I think I kind of and... like that. I used to love, um, when I lived in Tampa and went to school there, yeah. I used to love eating in the cafeteria. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, it, there's it, something about it. It's definitely okay, but um, institutional. I think when life. you're in a city, though, that you know has good food outside yeah. of where you are, you know. From yeah. what I understood, the closest restaurant to the place that I was staying in was Bob Evans. <laughs> I was going to so, say TGI Fridays or something. Yeah, yeah. so I just, I just kind of yeah. uh, toughed it out. But I understand that. Happy to be back, and that's why 
That's why everything is. So How was your robot conference? Can you talk about artificial intelligence at all uh, without the snipers getting you? No. Nope. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. No, I can't really. But um, it, it was kind of cool because they did like for whatever reason that one of the manufacturers brought like for no reason at all brought like dragon runners and like mini talent like talent robots and stuff like that. And they really? Were just, they were just in the room with us. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it was kind of neat just to get. Close when, enough for one to see. When we went to DC on our honeymoon, we went to the Air and Space Museum, and I had never actually seen any of like the Predators or anything up close. And those things are huge. Oh, for, some of them are. Yeah, yeah like really they're big, yeah, big the for like for uh, unmanned, you know, remote controlled drones. Some of them carry around. weapons. So, well, know. they did. Yeah. I mean, this one had like a, a machine gun loaded on the front of it. Yeah, so that that was my week, and <clears throat> I'm just happy to be back. How about you guys? Good deal. Uh, let's see. Well. <clears throat> been working a lot as per usual um i pulled a total like hibernation last night and <laughs> got home from work and <laughs> laid down on the couch at like seven o'clock and woke up at eight this morning so yeah. I, uh totally a coma but um i picked up arkham city this week and uh been playing that it's been really good and i also uh got around to watching red state night before oh, last yeah, you texted me. yeah i watched red state and and not to go off on a, a re-review but holy crap, man! You were right. Yeah, I was kind of in shock with that movie. Like, I, I, when Cri- shit starts going down, it goes down. Well, like I, I told Christina when she walked in, I'm like, I, I'm like that movie was just really kind of surreal because it, like, I've seen a lot of movies. Normally, I can pick out who directed them, and yeah. like, I if you gave me a thousand dollars to guess who directed that movie, I would have not said Kevin Smith. Well, and it was oddly not far fetched. So the whole thing felt like hyper real like you were like in this kind of real world i don't know it's to me. very very gritty almost yeah. like like steven soderbergh like just sure fucking yeah. mixed with like eli roth levels of like total carnage disgusting like human explosions and stuff like that yeah. so uh pretty awesome did you kind of like mini cheer when john goodman showed up too oh yeah yeah i love john goodman <laughs> i love john goodman i mean he like it makes me sad because he's been around for so long. He's finally starting to look old, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, John Goodman can't get old. He just needs to stay. Like, but they're good roles, though. I mean, he's, he's getting he's getting these cool, like tough yeah. guy, distinguished kind of roles. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Cool. No, I love the guy. He's awesome. So, um, yeah, I liked Red State a lot. And cool. uh, what else did I? Watch? I watched Community this week. I watched the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Oh, but I missed the, this week. The, the Time Vortex. Oh no, that one was last week. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's the one I watched. I guess yeah. I'm behind. I'm watching them on DVR. But that one was. Freaking... I don't think they had any shows this week. Oh, good. The Office or Community or New Girl. Maybe they or did, but I didn't see it. I don't, I'm way behind yeah. too. I don't know. Did you yeah, watch that, the Time Vortex? Episode was awesome. Freaking unbelievable! Like every time they roll the dice there's an alternate timeline that springs up and they play through all the alternate timelines yeah of what would yeah. happen yeah so seven different playthroughs of the it's same all story. about who who's gonna go get the pizza at the door during a party and they do they play through each scenario whoever goes and gets the pizza different things happen to the community crew <laughs> That's and awesome. one is like so fucking outlandish like chevy gets shot yeah fucking the wow. apartment catches on fire there's like yeah. this little demonic troll that's like running around it's it's brilliant and finally i feel like i didn't really love the first couple episodes they were good it's always good yeah i didn't love them but this was the first one that i was actually laughing out loud yeah in a while so i'm kind of glad that it's back to form i uh i watched it It was really good they they tweeted a uh, the dan Harmon tweeted a picture of the whiteboard that they used to create that episode oh wow and it's awesome it's it's the entire whiteboard with like it had these like pie charts with lines going off of them where they would go and and how different things were going to play out it was really cool that um, is very cool. I'll see if I can. I find will it while follow we're him right now. 
Um, yeah, I uh, same kind of thing. Got Ar- I actually didn't get Arkham City till yesterday, but got Arkham City. I've been just I, I have to inventory pack and sell my entire life right now, so <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> overwhelmed wild. with getting stuff done. Yeah, that's a bit totally bit of an undertaking. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, working my job is like in freak out time because they know i'm leaving so it's like i have like a to-do list of like everything that must get finished before i'm gone next yeah. week so so they're in the process of finding somebody new or not yet because the university is weird they can't actually hire before i leave oh uh, okay because of the budget and things like they couldn't they couldn't bring somebody on while i'm still in the building Oh, uh, okay so uh and also if you ever want to know what i make our governor released all of the university salaries for unknown reasons whatsoever i saw you t- i saw you tweeted that i i didn't know that 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 was um was it like all government employees or no, just university employees oh did... so all university employees mm-hmm. huh yep That's... how about that pretty uh what was his logic behind that i mean that? did they list your name he didn't... i mean is yeah. your no. Wow. It says my name, says my salary, my job title. It says it okay. has some other little information in there about me. Your DNA and Am, your am I address. listed in this report as well? Uh, if you get a check from the university, there's a good chance. I think it might only be full-time, but oh. you'd have to check. Crazy. Yeah. So whatever. I don't know. That pissed me off. But let's get into the news. Yes. So news. yesterday, um, on, or actually I think it was on like late Thursday, not actually Friday, They uh, on the Mass Effect 3 Bioware forum, and I actually got tipped to this by joystick, so I can't I can't hide that. But yeah. uh, they announced how we can get into early beta for demo. The demo comes out in January, so they kind of announced the details of what the demo is, and then they announced how you can get into an early beta of the multiplayer. Yeah, they only announced one way. They said there's going to be one other way that doesn't require a purchase coming up. But the one way they did announce is if you buy Battlefield Three, you will get a code to get into the an early access. They don't say when, yeah. but I'm assuming around November. November, December, probably. Uh, early access to the multiplayer beta of Mass Effect 3. And it begins. Yes. Yeah. So, so Scott and I were not purchasing Battlefield 3 at this point. Uh, I don't know that this is going to make me purchase Battlefield 3. I guess it's added incentive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. This, I, is, this is obviously EA. I yeah. Mean, this clearly, is this is an thing. EA move. <laughs> they, they They try and... You know, you saw when Dead Space came out, they try and link all their titles together under this EA umbrella, um, even though that, you know, DICE and uh, Bioware don't have that much to do with one another. They're trying to, like, link the titles mm-hmm. together under yeah. the EA umbrella and, um, and and get fans of, you know, both of the series to kind of join hands and, and skip through the rainbows together. But um, I obviously I was going to pick up Battlefield, so this to me is just like, yay, cool. But um, I understand how this would be kind of agitating for those that were not going to pick the game up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you brought up a, a good point before the podcast that Amazon's now a- adding extra incentive to get Battlefield 3, which is like a $20. Yeah, they're doing a $20 credit now. So do you think that Battlefield 3 sucks? Yeah. Do you think that they're, <laughs> like they're worried about the pre-orders or I think they are. Uh I don't know what the the financial incentive is, but there is probably not a doubt in my mind that the multiplayer is going to be good. Oh, no, uh, Battlefield yeah. 3, okay, I here's what I think. Yeah. I think this beta did more damage than it did good for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. If me, a life, like, almost lifelong Battlefield fan, like 12, 12 years now almost, 
Jeez, has it been twelve years? About no, about ten or eleven years. But um, I played the beta and I didn't like it. And for me to say that, that's you know, like I'm a fanboy. I've always yeah. loved Battlefield. So I, the logic behind picking that map and and I don't know why they did it. So I, I totally agree. Well, and it felt I think, yeah. I mean, coming from a non, I mean, I played Battlefield too mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. But coming from a non fanboy, the the gameplay honestly just didn't even feel balanced. It felt like. When I'm like, uh, you know, a mile away and a soldier's taking me out with his machine gun, it, it's kind of weird at that point. I'm like, this doesn't feel. Yeah. It felt weird. The whole everything just felt off, and mm-hmm. the game looked gorgeous and it played really smoothly, and there was nothing wrong with the gameplay itself. But it just it felt it just didn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, w- uh, <laughs> I think what happened was that that beta came out and it wasn't that great, and yeah. then. All of a sudden, like you started seeing reviews turn up about like the single player campaign, like not being. I guess they because they tried to make it so realistic it wasn't like interesting from a playing a video game perspective. Yeah. Yeah. is what one impression I saw was and I think like you said that that scared a lot of people off. I mean it scared me off. Yeah. And um you know when you get into a game like Battlefield you know that people are playing that game at a very like fine level of detail when it comes to studying like trajectory of bullets and how many bullets right. it takes to kill somebody and yeah, like yeah. if you can crouch down behind like this one park bench like how concealed are you and um i just don't know that i am ready to spend money on an experience like that right now i and i'm in ash's boat too i'm a lifelong fan of battlefield and i i just don't i I think i just want to wait until it comes out and see what happens well here's another question for you then you don't want to know anything about mass effect are you even going to play this beta if it's available i I'm I like, let's know. say that let's say the second method comes out and they're like the free way to get it is you go buy it or I doubt it's going to be completely free. I, I have a feeling they're going to go the way of I made the joke, but the way of Uncharted and Subway or something. Oh, but yeah. Uh, you're going to have to go somewhere and buy a Dr. Pepper or whatever it is yeah. to get access. So if that happens and it's like a 99 cent purchase to go get early access, are you even going to do it? Um, I, I, I'm going to tread very carefully with the the multiplayer i've i've made the decision that i'm gonna play the multiplayer beta but i'm not gonna touch the single player demo i'm not getting the demo either i'm not touching it because demos are for the it's like entry to me like why would somebody who's who's so wrapped in the story want to get yeah like you're not gonna be playing as your shepherd it's gonna be a random chunk of the story from who knows when yeah um i don't really see the purpose of playing that it's like you know so the the multiplayer anyways, absolutely star wars the like multiplayer will be fun especially if you get to try out all the new you know the new builds and you can play as a krogan and stuff that's freaking rad like why not you know? i think if the the impact of the multiplayer component has like a very minimal footprint like into the single player campaign that i'll check it out just for fun yeah um i agree with you guys not don't want to play that single player. Yeah. And like we've said before, I think there's kind of like two kinds of games now. There are games that you play for more like the story, like the experience of getting from the beginning to the end. And then there's games like Battlefield, which are kind of like sporting events where you just kind of jump in online and shoot guys and you play with your friends and you have a good time. And, you know, like I, like I've been saying, it's just the kind of the blending of this game from one thing into the other that is kind of like bumming me out. But yeah, they also said something really quick, and I don't, I don't know if you guys read this, but um, it's shipping for 360 with two discs, and for the first time in 360's history, it's going to have 
up-res textures that you actually install off the second disc. So all the so the graphics that you saw in the demo aren't going to be the graphics that you see if you actually install. Now, PlayStation's been doing this for a really long time with long installs on games like um, Metal Gear Solid 4 and things like that. Heavy Rain did that, too. Yeah, Heavy Rain did yeah. that. This is the first time a 360 game is ever going to do it, which I is think, interesting. I think Battlefield 3 is doing it as well. Is it? I read that there was that option to install like the high-res texture pack. Okay. Which is cool yeah to be honest with you i'm okay with that they were saying the console which this kind of blows my mind because the game looks good the console version of battlefield 3 is like the lower settings of the pc yeah that like if you wanted to actually get full res and like yeah the game that game does look good like the pc like is where it's at still yeah i i'm done sitting at the pc sorry pc yeah i just i can't you gotta play star wars that'll happen (laughs) that'll happen i need to find a way to like bring my rig out to the the just hook it up to the tv and get like a wireless keyboard mouse hdmi almost every laptop well you have a mac now yeah well no because you you can play it on there you can dv or you don't have a graphics card in there though no it's a 13 inch Yeah. yeah Anyways, all right. Well, uh, Gears of War three DLC announced. Yeah, so uh, the first piece of DLC comes out in November, and that's going to be mainly for Horde mode. And we kind of briefly talked about that. But then the next piece of DLC that has me super excited is called uh, Ram's Shadow or Rom Shadow, and it actually uh, takes place right around the time of Emergence Day. So it's like a fourteen year old story. That you know takes about fourteen years. Emergence before. Day. You're gonna have to remind me of this. Emergence is Day is like first yeah appeared? when the locusts first appear, right? And so um, this DLC is about three and a half to four hours of extra story gameplay, and it doesn't star Marcus and Dom and Delta Squad. It actually stars um, a lot of characters that are dead currently. So uh, Lieutenant Kim, the guy that gets stabbed in the first game the, the, with a big knife by General Rom, he's in it, and uh, Ty from the second game who gets who shoots himself, he's in it. Um, couple, cool. a couple of new characters and one of the characters, Barrick from the graphic novels, he is uh, leading what's called Zeta squad, um, sort of on a suicide mission. And, uh, it's just a four hour chunk of story with, uh, I think six to eight new playable characters and, um, new weapon skins and stuff like that. And it's uh, $10 or if you have the season pass for the DLC, it is free. So well included. Can you included? St- yes. <laughs> can you included. still buy the season pass? Is that something yeah, that will always still, be available? You, you still can. Hmm. I think it, you can get it any time before um, November first, when Ooh. that when that first piece of DLC comes ah. out. So it's probably worth it. Um, they're they seem to be really chock full of stuff. It's not just like this DLC is a weapon skin. It's like this is all like stuff that really extends the gameplay, and there's a lot of value to it. So if you're even a moderate fan, there's you know a whole lot of stuff that you're getting with that. So. I love me some uh, extra story too with DLC. That's always oh, great. yeah, it's really cool. Um, the the fact that they're going ahead and and adding extra story to this you know to the game that already has like twelve to thirteen hours of story is pretty cool. So it yeah. sounds I'm pretty cool that it. it sounds cool that instead of extending the story that exists already they're kind of like filling in gaps yeah yeah because th- there were a lot of characters that were like fan favorites like ty ty was yeah. ty that was a big like, moment right if well, you're a huge fan yeah i mean he you know caps himself and yeah. you know he you know he has this long story with marcus and delta squad and so it's like oh man that's kind of a dark moment and lieutenant cam also died in a grisly death and then rom was um definitely a fan favorite villain who dies at the end of the first game you know and there's actually they're saying 
it, during the campaign, you're going to be able to play as Rom. So really? I don't know how... Fascinating. I don't. They haven't revealed what that is yet, but I'm assuming one of the characters in the four-player team dies, and then you're going to jump into Rom and play as Rom yeah. um, in the end of it. So well, it's, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump into our TV Death Watch. Let's do a quick update of things that have been picked up, things that have been canceled. We can We can kind of run through... Uh, what the uh, tallied score is so far based on uh, Scott, who's been keeping this whole thing up, which is re- really awesome. Um, well, let's get into it. So we'll just go by network, I suppose. Well, I mean, that's how we have it broken down. We'll just go down the list. So, so far, this is what's been confirmed as of the recording of this podcast. So on CBS, Two Broke Girls has been picked up for a full season. Yes. Shock. And How to Be a Gentleman has been canceled. But they're running it, right? Um, is yes, that... canceled after full season is what I wrote. We're, we tried to make notes as to like how many episodes or, or w- if they're going to play the rest of them or whatever. So, so we all got two broke girls, right? We all said it would go the whole season. And I think if I remember correctly, our logic was that it's CBS and that it's a comedy and it's on right before two or after two and a half men. Yes. And it can't really go wrong. And, uh, Whitney Cummings is one of the executive and, producers yeah, of the show. So she apparently paid somebody well to keep all of her shows on the air <laughs> um so for nbc um playboy club has gone. been canceled gone i knew that one wasn't gonna last yeah. more than a couple episodes After three episodes is what that yeah. one got um free agents has been canceled matt you Which watched is a that shame show. that show was really good it was really good was not it? really good let me rephrase that the show was good uh. it, it was decent enough that it should have at least gotten a season i think season two could have been a decent show you know and then to our dismay, Whitney has been picked up for a oh, whole season. God. Not up to all, our not to our surprise, but to our dismay. And Up All Night got picked up for the whole season. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic show. That show is fantastic. That's the show that needs to be in the time slot that Whitney is in, to be honest with you. Yes. Because it fits better with those other shows. Yes. I agree. But Thirty Rock's coming, and that's gonna boot Whitney out. Fantastic. Um Let's see. So for ABC, I haven't seen too much yet. Man, no. just real quick. I watched Last Man Standing, which is that Tim Allen show. Oh, my God. Why? Why did you do that? I don't know. I just I get bored. I watch Was it pretty much Home Improvement? It's weird. It, the, show uh-huh. is, the show is not Home Improvement, but he is. still. Uh-huh. He's like basically the same exact character. Like uh, okay. There's almost no change in his character at all. Do you get the impression that like maybe IRL Tim Allen is a gigantic asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Like he's, I mean, he's funny on TV, but then if you ever met him in person, I don't know, man, my dad loves him. My dad would watch literally anything. I know, but does like you, you can love the TV him, but I feel like I, I just, I assume that all famous people are assholes. So he, I just get a weird vibe from him. Yeah. Like watching him. But, um, sorry, I just wanted to let you know that for unknown reasons, I watched that. So, um, suburban, suburgatory has been picked up for a full season as well as revenge. Um, Charlie's angels has been canceled. Canceled. Um, I think they shot maybe four episodes are going to air four more but it's it's done i'm really glad and I we did. all thought full season on that one i did we uh, thought hawaii Five O. i think did that is that show still on yeah but I, I think we thought that's what it was it's on get cbs kind of, of course it's yeah. still on. Oh, okay yeah. um, from what, what i've read about charlie's angels is that the show um takes more from the movies than it does from the original and uh, that's probably why it turned people off um surprisingly no news about pan am yet either yeah, I don't know how that one's holding on. I, I don't Somebody know. at that station must just have a hard-on for that show because the, the ratings are not seen that it. good. Has anybody watched it yet? No. I haven't watched it The ratings it aren't good, though. I can tell you that much. Um, let's scoot down to Fox. Uh, Terra Nova 
has been, I guess, picked up for the full season. It's going to get 13 episodes and end in a two-hour finale, just like it started. Which um, is, which, as I was saying before, that is that is its full season because I believe Alcatraz is picking up when it ends. That which is those super two each exciting. Those two half seasons ah, like, to run for the first cannot season. Cannot wait for Alcatraz. It's going to be great. Um, and New then Girl picked up. New Girl picked up for a full season, which is awesome. It is. Um, I don't think... And nothing else on the other shows yet, but I don't even think Alan Gregory has. Alan aired Gregory yet. starts in two weeks or a week. Um, there's a bunch of stuff puppet? starting. Isn't no, a it's a cartoon. Show? Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it's uh, Seth? No, no. Not Seth. Uh, jo- uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. It's like a Jonah Hill executive produced by Family Guy people. Not gonna watch it. <laughs> no, you're not the audience. Not a Jonah <laughs> Hill guy. He's not a cartoon guy. You don't watch Family Guy. You don't watch uh, Simpsons or. No, I just I mean, I'm not a Jonah Hill guy. If a cartoon's good, I'll watch it. But Name I, one cartoon other than Clone Wars that you watch. Like comedy cartoons? <laughs> yeah. I watch Thundercast, but that's not a comedy cartoon. <laughs> nope. nope. No, I don't want I don't watch those those comedy cartoons, yeah. you're right. Well, that's what I mean, it's just not your audience, but And then uh from the CW <laughs> I mean like you you can pretty much they, they'll know what, what's gonna happen with these shows right away. So obviously all of the new shows have already have judgment passed on them. Heart of Dixie, Ringer, and the Secret Circle have all been picked up. Of course. Wow. Uh, Hater has been canceled. Not soon enough. So, um, man, what did, didn't we all guess Hater like one episode or something like uh, that? I gave it a half season, which was wrong. You got you gave it one, and Scott gave it seven. So, so we split. We split. Oh, we split yeah, because it got it four. four. Oh man. <laughs> um, so just to tally up where we are as of this recording of this podcast, Matt is in the lead with twelve. Ooh. Uh, Ash has eleven. Ooh. And I have nine. <laughs> man, I think I was a little too generous. Gen- generous with some of these. Yeah. So, so that's the Death Watch. Um, looking forward to Alcatraz yes. as well as um, something we talked about or something I talked about. Uh, Awake, Awake on, on NBC looks really good too. And then you said Grim is starting. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about that in the reviews later in the podcast. And uh, if you're looking for ABC's Wednesday night comedies, are all pretty solid um, between Suburgatory, uh, Modern Family, and then uh, Happy Endings, which is the Casey Wilson vehicle that Ash and I have Lo- talked about. Love her. But uh, a solid night of comedy. And then Thursday, you got NBC comedy. You, you can get straight through the Fox, you got New Girl Tuesday nights. Yeah. Pfft, shit. <laughs> shit. Where's my sci-fi? Yeah, there's nothing fucking... It's coming. Up. Couple. Couple shows. You got Terra Nova, and then you got Alcatraz Awake, and then uh, Grimm and Once Upon a Time. I did watch an episode of Person of Interest, too, and you know that's okay. It's okay. It'll yeah. fill the gap. All right. Well, uh, Ash, tell us about WoW. Uh, okay. So uh, BlizzCon is currently happening as we are recording this so um they're announcing a lot of big things um the biggest for for wow players and wow fans is the next big expansion it's named the mists of pandaria let me ask you guys this do you know what a pandaren is i do not is it a panda mixed with uh, a librarian (laughs) Is it a librarian panda? It is a Holy librarian shit. panda. Voiced by Jack Black. So it's like a really like, it's it's like a hot panda if the panda were to let its hair Yeah, down. with the horn rim glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in reality, that would be much more exciting than what I'm about to describe to you. But the Pandarans are a race of um, panda people that live <laughs> in... They don't even the, try anymore, do they? live in the world of Warcraft. <laughs> and they've been around for actually quite some time. And fans have always been clamoring for the Pandarans to be a playable race. And now Blizzard, in a last-ditch effort to maintain its fan base, says, you know what, we're going to give them their panda people. Um, And now the Pandarans have been announced. 
as a playable race for both factions. So both Alliance and Horde can play as the Pandarans. And the level cap is being raised to level 90. Jesus. Level 90. Along with, of course, um, new talents and... uh, Epic loots. Epic loots. New lands. Um, and so, you know, that's pretty much it. And they're also saying there's a new, th- there's a new thing they're doing. You can buy a year long pass to world of Warcraft for, I don't really know the price, uh, but if you get the year long pass, you're going to get Diablo three for free. Hey, they're going to give you Diablo three. So I'm assuming the year long pass is a relatively expensive, yeah. um, but they're going to give you Diablo three if you get the, year so pass. would you say they're just pandering to their fans at this point <laughs> oh man that was good <laughs> uh yeah i'd say so i mean you know i i've as a former world of warcraft player i feel dirty what? i feel really dirty like i feel like a horrible person for having ever had so much love for this company <laughs> What? I really do. This what? company or this game? This company. Yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm You're over, over it. it. I'm over it because, like, the... Uh, I'm a know. little over the... And, and I'm getting this way with Valve, too. This, this like, yeah, we'll just do it when we want. Yes. Like, we don't care. We'll just that's, keep the game that's what with I'm us over. for as long yeah. as we fucking feel like. And you'll buy it anyways. Who cares? You it's know, like, not friendly. It's not, like... It, like, they, compare it to, like, a Bioware who puts out consistently good games. And talks to their community. Talks to their community and, and, yeah. and doesn't just do whatever they want and take as long as they feel like they might push a game yeah but, but they're, they're gonna tell still, you why yeah they're yeah. gonna tell you why they push stuff and I'm, they're gonna I'm, talk to you and, and they're not this secretive like it just reminds me I'd of agree. like this this mega you know super conglomerate conglomeration super corporation that just doesn't give a shit about the little people anymore and it's just like oh we're we're gonna well, we're gonna split our game into three parts charge full price for all of them yeah we're that just gonna starcraft thing. we're just gonna you know and, and just thing after thing and now like icing on the cake and i'm sorry for all you blizzard fans i was just just so i don't get hate mail i was a blizzard fan for a very long time years we, and years and years we all were didn't you yes. were you a big blizzard guy? i was a huge blizzard guy before wow yeah i and, was like a pre-wow blizzard and even guy. wow i played wow for years and years yeah. and years but um the account security thing it, it uh, drive i don't even have my account anymore and i get emails every three days like your account's trying to be sold by someone in korea and i'm like how how is this yeah. happening? Like, yeah. I, I have a fucking authenticator attached to my phone. Like, I don't download anything. I don't even have yeah. the game installed on my computer. And I'm still getting account security warnings from, like, across the globe. It, there's, like, definitely a major security breach with World of Warcraft that I, I don't... You, you want to know what the real problem is? Hmm. And it's it's the same for both companies. Valve and Blizzard both found alternate revenue streams and just decided, well... We don't have to do anything else for a while. We've got we've got WoW coming in, and we've got Steam money coming in, and we don't have to worry about making games to make our company successful at the end of the day. Yeah, you and know? the thing is, their games are great. Like, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind, Diablo three is going to be awesome. Yeah, if you're a WoW fan, I'm sure Mist of Pan Panda Pants is going to be awesome. Yeah, um, and you know, and I'm sure the the new Blizzard MMO Titan is going to be insane when it actually comes out. Yeah, but uh, when. Exactly. And I just, I don't know. I don't like that their lack of community, really. I agree. I I, it's disheartening. I, I, the year pass thing at first, what I initially thought was like, oh, maybe it'll be like 50 bucks. You get the whole year and then you get like, you know, whatever, the original download of the game. You don't have to buy it if, yeah. if you somehow don't have it at this point. Yeah. But like, it's probably going to be at least full price and then you just 
get Diablo three. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So anyway, so Miss Pandera for you, Wow fan. Sorry about my rant, but I'm tired of getting emails right, saying man. that people are trying to hack my life it for happens. having played WoW in the past. Do you have any final thoughts, Scott? No, I just I miss uh games that you could just buy and then like that was it <laughs> you know like the game like i have the game on the disc and this is the game yeah, yeah. and like there's there's too like too many tendrils now getting into oh yeah it. well yeah. i mean one of the biggest problems not to go on a wow rant is if you were to just go i'm gonna go buy world of warcraft oh uh, you have it, like a quarter of the game it, it would be not even anymore god you'd have like a, a tenth of the game yeah. and it would take you I don't know, a week to patch it before you could actually play yeah. it. I wow. mean, it's freaking That's, ridiculous. And then on top brutal. of that, like you you'll never get you will never get to the end of that game if you were to buy WoW now. Yeah, it would take you quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll be right back with some reviews in just one second. Reviews, we are back for reviews. We have a lot of them. We've got like seven today, but we're going to rip through some of them. Um, we all just read the Mass... Or not... Just, well, Scott read it a little while ago, but the uh, Mass Effect comic out on Dark Horse. This new series is called Invasion. It takes place on Omega, seemingly, and is about Arya. Yes. And it is good. Yeah. And it is really good. I was totally into it. I'm, so, a, big, I'm a big Arya fan. Scott, do you want to run through the, the story real quick? I believe what is happening is that um, Reaper ships or something that has been created by reapers is returning through um the relays surrounding omega and attacking the colony yes and Arya, you know being the pirate queen is is not down with that um she notices that the ships that the the bad guys are coming in on are cerberus ships Mm -hmm. um and she's not happy about that and if you need to know why uh it's in the novel that precedes this comic book um, which is we'll talk about that for a second because it, it definitely gave you some background that Ash and I do not have. Yeah, what's do you? How much do you want me to talk about it? A lot. No, no go ahead. Oh, okay. Totally. Feel free. So, in the second Mass Effect novel, um, it's about the Ascension Project and um, this character, Paul Grayson, whose daughter is in the Ascension Project. Paul Grayson is uh, a Cerberus agent and basically who's hooked on drugs. Who's hooked on the red sand? Uh, and I think he was um, sort of mass, if you will. Yeah. yeah. He was masquerading for as like, I guess, you know, he, he was the father, but he was reporting back to Cerberus what's happening in the Ascension Project. So, yeah, Ascension Project, um, the rundown of that is it's a, a school for kids to um, sort of harness their their mass power. What is it called? Ma- not mass power. Like biotic. Abilities. Yeah, biotic yeah. abilities. Yeah, it's a biotic school. So um, I guess that I we should probably say this is going to get a little spoilery. That was the second novel, which has been out for a long time, but we're going to talk about the third novel in this comic. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. Um, so in the second, in the third book, um, pretty much what happens at the end of the second book, um, Paul Grayson decides to protect his daughter, send, uh, send her off with the, um, the Quarians on a deep mining space vessel. And he leaves Cerberus. So he's on the run. So in the third novel, he's on the run from Cerberus and the elusive man captures him. And um, using Reaper technology that he um, got at the end of Mass Effect 2, assume like that we can assume, he uh, basically turns Paul Grayson into a Reaper vessel, if you will. So the Reapers uh, end up controlling Paul Grayson for much of this novel. And uh, the novel's about how the elusive man basically is trying to track him down and kill him and gets tangled up back in the Ascension Project and, and stuff like that again. But the gist of um, what what makes this relevant for the comic is that 
we learn that Cerberus is experimenting with Reaper technology in order to understand it better. But then the con- there's consequences, obviously, because now, yeah. um, you know, Paul Grayson runs muck and he he gets onto Omega and does some stuff. And now in the comic book, we see that um, Cerberus ships with like access codes are now coming to Omega and attacking the space station. Yes. Um, Seemingly of their own volition. Yeah. And, and Aria was was wrapped up in that novel, too. Because um, the elusive man sort of tricked her into um, giving troops to help track down Paul Grayson as well. Mm. So she's in this comic book now. Um, Reaper. I can't remember. What did they call these guys in this book? The the Reaper guys. They're like, it's a word that sounds like mutant, but it's I not. Will, I will look it up while we're talking. So these um, Reaper dudes are now attacking attacking the space station, um, flying on Cerberus ships, which um, is not really explained between the book and this. Um, but Cerberus, the elusive man is sending his own forces to try and stop them. Pretty good comic. I was pretty impressed with it. Very action packed, very action packed issue. I think every page pretty much has action. It got started much faster than the, the, uh, comic, uh, the redemption. Yeah. The series before this. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what I was going to say. I actually, here's the weird part is I like the art in this one better. And the story is definitely a little bit more like in your face, like action packed. But the weird thing is it's drawn and written by the same exact people yeah, yeah. as maybe Redemption. They, it's it's not a different team whatsoever. Maybe there was some feedback about that. About that yeah, because the art felt really flat in the first, in the Redemption. And then the story just was kind of boring, honestly. I mean, it just didn't really go anywhere. Uh, adjutants? Ad, adju- like it sounds like adjutants? Ad, it sounds like the words adjusted and mutants yes. like combined into one word. Cool. A-D-J-U-T-A-N-T. And these are the things that I've actually seen screenshots of in Mass Effect 3 running around. Yeah, they're so sort what, of like super deformed. They're like weird half reapery bug people. And yes. I, I assume this is probably similar to what Paul Grayson looked like in, yeah. in the previous novel. So what we see in this book and in the novel is that we're seeing a lot of um, interaction between Cerberus and Arya. So Arya figures to to play prominently, and it in- seems like this is it seems. I mean, the books definitely too, uh, but it seems like this comic is is a worthwhile pickup for lead into Mass Effect Three. If you yeah, if you yeah. want to start, it's like the invasion's already in full swing. You yeah, know, that's kind of like where we're headed with with all this canon, like, yeah. canon pretty, story. Yeah, pretty much this invasion is starting at Omega. Yeah, um, and then there's also a novel coming out in I think in January, but um, unfortunately, the other th- I believe the other three novels have been written by Drew. Carpition, um, Carpition, and this one is not. So I oh. hope it can stand up to the same quality. Yeah, as so long it's good. As it's, it's like you know, as long as the team accepts this novel, then then I'm fine. It yeah. doesn't really have to be a Drew Carpition story. True. But True. Awesome. So, so uh, definitely good. Uh, pick it up. It's Mass Effect Invasion. Is this series is what it's called? Uh, number one is out now. And actually, I think if you if you love it and you really want to dig into the rest of the comics, I think they've collected all the other ones into trades now. Cool. So you can go pick up the trades for the other Mass Effect books too. But it's good. So Ash, you went and saw the thing. I did. I went and saw the thing, which um, is actually a prequel. It is a prequel. It takes place uh, a couple days before the original, I think 1980. Really? Couple days, couple days. So this oh, is wow. about the the dig team that actually uh uncovers the alien and the alien ship, spoiler alert. Um 
from the original thing. <laughs> you don't Sorry. say it and then say spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. So the, I mean, I think the, he sees dead people. Spoiler I think, alert. I think it's in the. <laughs> yeah. I think it's in the trailer, so I didn't really spoil too much. But um, so yeah, it, it takes place a couple days before the original film and um, ties the two together uh, perfectly. As a matter of fact, I think it would be an awesome double feature because it ties the two stories together so well. But um, for those that are unfamiliar with the premise of the thing um it's an it takes place in antarctica they dig up an alien life form um unlike anything the world has ever seen before let's just pause you yes if you're unfamiliar with the thing go on netflix right now and watch john carpenter's the thing yes frigging amazing you've never seen it really not to do that to you i know we always used to joke about doing that to you but it is honestly one of his best movies yeah, ever. It's, it's, it's just really not good. in my wheelhouse, but I will add it to my it's, queue. It's worth. It, I think man. you'll like it, man. Yeah, I, I, think I really you will. do. It does. Um, the thing that makes the thing, um, the <laughs> thing that makes the lot. thing, <laughs> the thing that makes the thing so entertaining and so um, kind of knocks you off balance is the fact that it can replicate DNA. So what it does is it doesn't just like shape change into you. It kind of takes over your body and destroys it from the inside out. So if I were the thing. Right now, I could like put my hand on your face and my hand would kind of melt into your face and then you would slowly be taken over. And then when I felt like erupting out of you and exploding and turning into like a hideous creature, I could do that. Um, So you never know really who the thing is. And the thing is smart enough to replicate human behavior as well. So there's like a definite sense of constant paranoia and, and you never know what's what or who's who. And eventually, um, you know, they figure out ways to distinguish who is the thing and who is not the thing. But it's really, really well done. Really, really tense. Um, a lot of uh, crazy flamethrower action. Um, you know, they don't really have many guns on this Antarctic base, but they do have, uh, for some reason, a whole lot of flamethrowers. So <laughs> oh, they're not, a- like, improvised? They're, like, actually... No, they're actually like, this is just a fucking flamethrower. Maybe to melt ice. Maybe to melt ice. I mean, if I went to Antarctica... It's very flame logical. Thro- yeah. Flamethrower. But um, really well done. I-, I was more impressed than I thought I was going to be. Um, my wife actually actually enjoyed it as well. It- it's not scary in the, the pop-out, you know, scary, or necessarily the... Um, so scared that you're going to like, you know, vomit on yourself. But it, it's almost like if someone dropped a roach on your back, <laughs> that's kind of like uncomfortable, like, ah, get this fucking thing away from yeah. me. Scary. That's the kind of scary that it is. And, and it's, you know, like a very good old fashioned monster movie. So I have a question. Yes. Probably do just a practicality. One of the amazing things of the first one is, is the fact that like, you don't really, you don't really see much for the majority of the movie, like it's very like creepy kind of slow build, you know, terrifying yeah. because you have no idea what's going on. You don't know what is anything. You don't see any monsters really for like, yeah. Until towards the very end. Well, is um, it, do they do that kind of thing or is it a little bit more modern horror? It, it's definitely more modern than the original, but um, it's still subtle in a lot of parts. Like you don't really see, any sort of monster for the first 25 minutes, you know, it's kind of character building time. And, um, but they do, I mean, the visual effects, uh, in my review, I wrote this They're I think they did a lot of traditional, didn't they? They did a lot of traditional, but, CG. but the CG that they use is so well done that it almost looks like practical effects. Like it, cool. you never say, Oh, that's so, that's so CG. Yeah. It's so like, you know, exactly. Scott, imagine a fucking necromorph in a film. And that is pretty much, 
the necromorphs are ripoffs of the thing. Yeah. So when you see someone, ah. you see someone in in Dead Space, like their head split and like a big tentacle fucking thing with fangs and claws, like comes skittering at you. That is the thing. That sounds awesome. It's virtually identical. So like that in film form is what you're looking at in the thing too. All right. So it's really jarring and just kind of awesome. like not something you want to have crawling at you. So 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 not not a redo, but a worthy addition to the. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. A great. Why prequel. did they call it the same exact title? I just don't. I don't get I that don't really know. that idea, but it's simplicity. You know, yeah, most people aren't going to remember, other than people from our circle, aren't yeah. going to remember the original. Unfortunately, awesome, and and it is available. The original is available on Netflix. So if you were looking to get the whole the whole shebang, you can you can go get both of them uh, together. Indeed. Uh, so this is going to be a really quick review because I didn't play a ton of it, but I did pick up Spider Man: Edge of Time and yes. play it this week. Uh, it is the latest in this kind of non-movie related comic book game put out about Spider-Man. They did what, what was the one before it? There have been a lot of Spider-Man games lately. Was it Edge of Darkness or? Uh, was it Edge of Darkness? Is that what it was called? What, what's this one called? Edge of Time. Okay. And uh, then there was like two Spider-Mans or something, right? This one actually has the 2099 Spider-Man <laughs> and the regular Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Interesting. So back in the 90s, they split off and, you know, they were like, I, I forget what happened to spark this, but they were like, we should do a future comic. And they did a, a series of comics called Blah 2099. So I remember. there was Spider-Man. I think there was Doom. There X-Men. was X-Men. And then there was, oh, man, I don't remember. I know Do- I read Doom and Spider-Man, weirdly, and X-Men. I read them all. But uh, so the story on this one is that basically – uh, the Spider-Man from 2099, his like main villain guy goes back in time to like take over the world essentially with the knowledge that he has from 2099. And then time starts kind of fracturing. And then they, they make this loophole where Spider-Man from 2099 can talk to Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Neither one of them are weirded out by it. They're totally, it's like a normal thing. Uh, Interesting. There might be some backstory that I missed there as to why that's okay, but whatever. I really, the only thing I really wanted to talk about in the game, it's it's relatively fun. It's nothing super special. It's just a beat em up. You run around. It's kind of like button mash, the X button. You know, hit the A button every once in a while. Uh, web swinging is totally fun. The the mechanics work relatively well. Um, the one thing that is pretty awesome about this, and it's maybe it happened in the last one, but I don't remember it being talked about, is they go into this crazy isometric view when you start wall climbing. And the camera will just kind of swing around you and, and you get these like really narrow views of like where you're crawling. And, and it's very, it's like, I don't know. It's feels like, uh, uh, I don't know how best to describe it. It, it feels like when, like when you see cameras just like swing around something, yeah, you almost, know, sounds like it almost goes to first person wall crawling. It kind of does go into first person, but you're still, you're a little bit behind. Yeah, yeah. It's like three quarter view almost, but on a wall. So, but you, you lose what's up and down. Like it, they just completely throw it out the window. You just climb like you just like you can climb and you'll start like climbing. You'll be upside down technically, but the camera will just like swing around and, and start doing it. It's really interesting. Cool. It's, a, it's a different way to do something. Um, I don't know that I would buy this game by any means. It really didn't grab me at all. I I thought it would. I thought I might get a little Captain America out of it where I was like, oh, at least it's fun to play. Yeah. But I, it just was kind of... We talked about this offline, but how does this compare to X-Men? Which it's be- you, which you did not than like. X-Men. You did not like X-Men. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's much better than Destiny. I think the mechanics are a lot smoother. The play is a little more fun. Um, it, it just... it It's better than X-Men. It's not... It's not 
what the other game we're going to talk about today is not even remotely close to Arkham City, but it's it's better than X Men. Worth, worth a rent if you were bored and you saw it cheap. I found your Spider Man uh, video game titles while you were talking. Yeah, uh, Edge of Time, Shattered Dimensions, Shattered Dimensions, Web Web of Shadows, mm. Friend or Foe, mm. Spider Man Three, Battle for New York. Well, those are now you're getting into when the movies were. I'm um, going backwards. Ultimate yeah. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So those are the games. The other thing is they did just announce Amazing Spider-Man, which is going to come out with the comic and the movie, I think. or No, the, with the comic, the relaunch of the comic. Um, and that storyline's pretty cool, So, but I think it's done by the same studio, so it seemingly will be the same yeah. game again. My, my question is, why do you think they went to such a fucking bizarre time-traveling Spider-Man? Like, what, what the fuck? With like 2099 like, Spider-Man? No, even, like, why have time-traveling at all in Spider-Man? It's, like, never... I mean, out of the the literally thousands of Spider-Man comics that exist in the world, time travel's probably in about ten of them. Yeah. So why would you bother? Like, I, I think they just need to continually make ideas... I mean, really, this game is put out because I think it's a safe title for parents to buy their kids. I don't think it's aimed at us and being like a cool comic book game. I think it's like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. 40 bucks. Here you go, kid. Why not do like a really like really well done Revenge of the Sinister Six title where like, you know, you you can swing around Manhattan and Uh, like... I'm going to say let's pause this conversation because I think it's that goes into our open thread pretty, pretty easily. I agree. You're right. So, uh, next quick review. I watched a preview of Grimm coming out on this coming Friday, Please the twenty third, twenty eighth. Yeah, it's awesome. What? Yeah, loved it. I loved every fucking minute of it. Of Grimm? Yes. Now this huh. is the one where the Grimms are like a family that do. Right. Uh, the this or, is the one, there's a there, okay. So this is the one where there's there's a lineage of Grimms that um, see the world in an alternate way. Basically, all of the fairy tales are true. So all of these, like, but they're, like, totally sinister. So, like, the big bad wolf hunting Red Riding Hood and, like, murdering her and killing her and the, you know, uh, Hansel and Gretel. All those, all these are real stories. Yes. Um, and then, basically, there's a lineage of Grimm's that these evil characters are kind of, like, hunting to kill and get rid of. And uh, um, the new guy is, happens to be a detective. And basically his aunt, I think it was dies um within the first 20 minutes and kind of hand he becomes the next in line to be the the fighter uh i don't know i'd have to look it up i don't feel like pausing um i don't know who created it but it is written it's written really well Uh, it's very kind of monster of the uh, week i think i think it's kind of one of the buffy producers i I think that's the once upon a time i thought oh really i don't know i'll double check i thought once upon a time had buffy but yeah if you could look it up um it, it uh it's very monster of a week feeling um but with a good overarching kind of story about following this guy he has a wife that the aunt tells him he can't be or he has a girlfriend that he's going to marry and the aunt you know of course they create that kind of love story where it's like you can't be around her anymore because of what's going on with you and he kind of starts going crazy because basically he'll be walking down the street and he'll just like see one of the people like shift into the the other world character and then like, yeah, yeah and no one else can see it no one else knows what's going on um fan uh former buffy writer producer it is former buffy david yeah. green walt and angel writer producer jim kauf are writing yeah. these so, so this is that that does make a lot of sense then because this is what i was going to say um whereas terra nova feels very stargate to me 
and has a ridiculous multi-million dollar budget and I still feel like it looks low budget. This feels very Buffy to me, but with a good budget and with, uh, I know, I know this is heresy. I have never, I'm I'm not a Buffy fan. It's okay. I've never, the Buffy that I have watched and the Angel that I have watched, I just, I never got into the characters. And it just, it was a little too Whedon-y for me sometimes. Yeah. And this kind of strips some of that Joss Whedon feel out and makes it a little bit, not gritty, but a little bit more, less like hokey joke and Mm -hmm. like more like, oh, this happened, you know, like, oh, Jesus, you know, like something just happens and and it's, it's just written really well. It was really cool. Shot awesomely. Uh, The effects looked great when people switch in and out of their, their like other world to the current world characters. It looked really good. Um, which of course means that this is going to get canceled within two episodes or three episodes. That but, would suck. But I really liked it. So um, I don't know if you have anything you guys wanted to talk about, but just looking forward to it. Looks yeah, great. I, I'm going to check it out now. When is the actual premiere? Friday. Oh, this Friday? Eight. I think it's a two-hour premiere, too, oh, possibly. Solid. Uh, or an it's hour premiere. starting its run on a Friday night? Yeah. Oh, yay. That's but, a lot. Uh, paired with Chuck. Okay, cool. So it's paired with Chuck, which... I know is not a good thing for yeah. viewers. It's the but last season of Chuck, is it not? It is the last season. Again, yeah. again, yeah. the last season of Chuck. Hey, go I, Chuck. I, uh, I just hope that they're not... I'm hoping that expectations aren't so high that it needs to have some 14 million viewers to keep going because it, this is a show that's going to get three, four Is it going to be viewers. on against Fringe? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing to me? But it's good. It was really good. So highly recommended. Uh, watch Grib coming up next week, Friday. Uh, Good. I'm glad you liked it because now I'm actually going to check it out. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't on my radar before because I thought the premise sounded kind of goofy, but it, nah. it's cool. Definitely monster of the week, though. I mean, be ready for that. It, yeah. It's not like there's. It's not like they've got some crazy storyline. Sure. I mean, they they do, but it's not. It's monster of the week's what's going to drive episode to episode, right? So, Scott, um, having just got back in town, I wanted to play something, so I looked uh, to see what demos were out currently, and I played two of them. Uh, just want to talk about them quickly. Um, I'll talk about the second one first, which is Need for Speed: The Run. I think this demo's been available for a while. Is this the one that's the takeoff on Cannibal Run, where you you basically race across the entire country? Yeah, yeah. You're. I'm you, into this. I'm not into racers, but I think this is a fucking. I've always wanted this. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of arcade racing games, so not realistic sims, but like the Need for Speed series, which is kind of like ridiculous, over the top, you know, kind of racing. Um, so in this game, your character is racing from San Francisco to New York. Um, and I'm assuming there's like some kind of monetary compensation for doing this in first place. Um, but from what I've played, you get to play a couple of the environments on a couple of different game modes. So, um, I played one challenge. It's oddly enough, it's still very similar to the last, um, need for speed game, which I don't remember the name of, um, but the challenges are like, you know, pass so many cars before you, but you know, before you get to the finish line or, or I did a race where, um, you were like racing down the side of a mountain, uh, like in the snow and you basically had to beat one opponent, but avoid obstacles at the same time. And the thing that I thought was impressive about this is that this game runs on the frostbite two engine. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, it looks like they're connect enabled. Uh, not that I saw. (laughs) <laughs> but I think that they were trying what they're trying to do is it looks like they're trying to inject, inject a little bit more of a story like a narrative into this game um because I I believe in the last Need for Speed you basically w- were were given a map with um maybe 50 nodes on it and you just picked a node and did the race on that 
course, and then that was the end of it. Yeah. But now on this one, you can kind of see you do a challenge, but you're still progressing through this overarching story of you trying to race to New York. Yeah. I, uh, I actually really like that. That's kind of isn't Christina Hendricks for Mad Men in this game? Uh, if she is, I there's there's no like none of that story dialogue was in the game. Okay. You, I think she's like on the box. Or... Oh, cool. You got? To, I mean, all I got to do was play two of the races. Uh, yeah, they're gonna need a bigger cover. Um, <laughs> whoa, hey, oh, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 hey. Um, right. <laughs> that was a little God. sexist. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, every week we lose two female fans. Yeah, no, it's okay. No. Uh, so what was cool about this is like I was saying, I, I did like one of the challenges was just race down the mountain. Yeah. You're, you were racing against one person, but, um, with the frostbite engine, there were like explosions happening and like debris following onto the, on the race course. Cool. And it was, it was actually a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, so dance central too. Yeah. I think there was something else I was going to say about oh, this game. Sorry. But, um, it's gone now. So okay. it's not important. Do you, do, you, do you play as a specific character or can you choose a character? You choose the car. You choose a car. Yeah, that's really the the appeal of these games is that it's like you get to race in a Lamborghini or whatever. Okay, cool. And I think it's it's one character. Um, man, I had that thing and when you asked that question, I just lost it again. Sorry. Uh, damn. Christina we, we know where he is, yeah. <laughs> no, no. You asked that question and I, I was hanging on to what I was going to say and then... Yeah. Uh, we know where your brain went. You know what you're, you're hanging on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, you're something about racing games. Yes. Um. You you know traditional racing games. You you're like one against twelve, but really you just have to get into first place, which is yeah always the point. And I feel like they're trying to address some of this in this game because it's just one on one racing or just past ten cars. Because really, the only the only winnable objective in any racing game is first place. That's true. Which I thought was always stupid, and now they're just kind of embracing it. So, check out the demo. Um, Dance cool. Central Two. Uh, do you like Dance Central One? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. Fun. It's it's fucking awesome. I'm sorry. So this, just more moves, more songs. Yeah. New and characters. I, yeah. I think what they've the big things they've added to this game, and I haven't had a chance to try it yet, is two people can two dance player, at the yeah. same time. Yes. Which is super cool. Um, the other thing that they did, which I thought was nice, is that if you go into the practice mode to like break it down, I think is what they call it. Um, you can actually select specific dance moves to practice as opposed to having to go through the whole practice routine like in one shot. My real oh, okay. question here is, does Harmonix just own the Connect at this point? I mean, dude, yeah. uh, it's awesome. They seriously, two people doing the dance stuff at the same time and they're tracking and doing all that without any issue whatsoever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you that's got to be, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. The, I think they own the Connect. The um, the song that's, there's two songs in the demo and I only played one, but it's um, LaRue's Bulletproof. which is super fun and uh what is awesome so like i said you can go through and do individual practice moves and then when you're going in and out of menus they've added um uh connect voice commands to the game oh shit so um you know if you're standing there and you know what you want to do you can just say um like no more of this that's yeah the the hand (laughs) yeah the gesturing yeah that kind of gesturing for the menu is still in the game but you could just go like song bulletproof uh, That's dif- awesome. Difficulty hard, mode perform it, and then you could just say Xbox Dance, and then the game starts. That's awesome. Shit. So it is. I and, mean, and like, I'd like to tack onto this that on Twitter, the Harmonix people are some of the most fun people to follow. Oh, I totally agree. They They're, they tweet hilarious shit on top of tweeting uh, 
interesting things and yeah. talking about the game and, and stuff. And but. they they mix their their job tweets with very personal yeah. and ridiculous tweets, so they're fun. Follow them all on Twitter. Eric Pope is the guy who tweeted that uh, "Not going to pee my bed tonight." Song. <laughs> yes, where he that came awesome. from. Yes, him, so. yes, he did. He's a funny dude. <laughs> you know, and to that note, we we talked earlier about you know um, what Blizzard is doing and how we're kind of like kind of like over this kind of conglomerate corporation like yeah. smashing yeah. you down and then we on the other hand you have a company like harmonics yeah yeah which um you know got uh splintered off of like what was that the ea they got ea cut them or mtv cut mtv uh, games yeah. cut them yeah. yeah and then ea picked them up so if you want right. to if you want to no. talk about companies that you want to support yeah you know that are not like who are being uh, innovative and and trying new things and and yeah. having fun in the industry and, and yeah. pushing boundaries. So there's a few of them and, and embra- them embracing definitely. community and actually trying to um, absolutely you know make make some art. I'd definitely put harmonics. I'd put irrational. I'd probably put Bioware. Yeah, good, so good folks. Yeah, so download this demo, play it, and then get on Twitter and tell these people how awesome their game is. Yeah, yeah. and then buy their game because. Dance Central 1 was a phenomenal game to begin it with. It was really fun. Hands down, probably one of the best, if not the best Kinect game yeah, um, definitely. available. Uh, and so they just took an awesome formula and made it better. Probably, sec- probably second to Connectables Naked. <laughs> Did you ever, yeah, Naked Still Connectables? Still haven't done that. Yeah. Well, now I'm waiting. I heard they're adding bears, and I'm waiting for the bears. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Right, yeah. I'm waiting sense. for the bears because, you know. All right, so we we episode two of the Felicia Day led Dragon Day Dragon Age Redemption came out this Drag, week. It should be called Dragon Day. Gra- Dragon Days <laughs> uh, came out this week. We all watched it. Scott and I just watched it a few minutes ago. Is Felicia Day contractually obligated to bend over in her <laughs> tunic once per episode? I didn't notice this okay. time. Actually, I, I, I was it at work. not a fan of number one. Yeah. You were a fan of number one, Ash. I mean, it's yeah. Scott, I mean, you were middle road, I think. I don't yeah, remember. I mean, it like you were I, just kind of like yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I was more like that too. I wasn't like this was the best. No, thing Ash, ever. I believe you said that this you would the, never watch anything else again. Other I did. Than I Dragon did say Age that. Redemption. It's true. That's true. So we're feeling swayed. Did you change any opinions? Is it better or worse? I, I liked episode two more than episode one. Um, there's one thing that just drives me nuts, and that's that with all the great costume creators in the universe they get some dude to make rubber armor for that templar and the rubber uh, the rubber templar armor makes me insane cuz most of it looks pretty awesome right like the costumes like you know talus's armor looks awesome the elves look like dalish elves whatever yeah but it looks like they went to like you know spirit halloween and grabbed a, like a, 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 a <laughs> like the kids uh yeah the like, kids night costume yeah, yeah. like come on like I don't, i'm sorry if your budget's low but like you could get someone to donate a pretty awesome like suit of armor if you're going to make a dragon age costume and yeah. that's my only big qualm okay. is that really is, is some of the costuming i keep feeling like uh in one of the camera panning shots we're going to see a family picnicking in the background Location's a little <laughs> a little off too, and I know they shot it. They shot it in the hills out in L.A. someplace, yeah. so it's not doesn't feel like it's a forbidden. In no way, it looks like the mountains of frozen, like Ferelden or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like the series is starting to get some legs under it. I I don't know that I'm totally sold on it. Um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that this entire series should have concluded maybe around the same time they released the DLC as opposed to doing it the other way around? Um, I. That's a really good question. And this DLC takes place before the DLC, right? 
the, 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 the video takes place before the DLC, right? I, I think that that's true, and that's kind of why I asked that question. It's interesting. I wonder if they were adding more visual effects or something weird like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it wouldn't affect me. I didn't play it. Yeah. Oh, you did not play the DLC? I didn't play the game. Yeah, I'm, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Playing the DLC would be difficult. I, I guess I just feel like the watching this series would have been a better setup to what was happening in that DLC as opposed to just getting the DLC. Yeah, because yeah, it was weird that they came out on the same day. Um, and I don't know which one was really supposed to serve as the introduction to Talus. I almost feel like seeing her in the game would have had more impact had I seen all of Redemption first and then have her introduced into the Dragon Age universe. Agreed. So I I, uh, This video makes me no longer wish for a Mass Effect movie. Really? I just... I think it's honestly not a knock on the video as much as it is a testament to Bioware's ability to create story and game uh, because I just, I watch it and it's like, I granted these aren't all like top notch actors. I'm not expecting that from, from a web video, but like it feels very much like, I feel like I can see the decision wheel come up and then go like, you like this guy. She's like, all right, we're buddies. And like, uh, like yeah. it just feels very like, I feel like I can see the points in the game that they're just ba- making, you know, like it, it didn't feel like we really love Dragon Age. We made an awesome Dragon Age video. It felt like we were like, this game's really good. We just turned the game into live action with people. Yeah. Like it didn't feel like anything went beyond. It does kind of have that vibe. And it makes me feel like maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's just that Bioware's so freaking good at making story and at making yeah. the game interactive that when you see it in like an acting form, you're just kind of like, huh. Because it's too close to a, like a book or a comic is far enough away in medium that I don't feel like I get that same feeling. But a, a movie or a video, I'm like, Ugh, this kind of just feels like I'm watching the game right now with people and I'm not doing anything instead. Yeah, I can see that. I can see so, that. I think it's going to continue to get better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was... Number two is better than number one. I mean, yeah. I don't think I said that, but this is definitely better than the first one. I don't know if it was... Episodic is the best format for something like this. It should have just been like, here is our brief half hour movie or however long it's going to be. Would you, if they, okay, how many episodes are there going to be? Did they announce that? I don't remember. Let's say there's 45 minutes of content when this is all said and done. Would you have paid $5 to download this all at once through like the iTunes store? Well, I'm not the person to ask. That'd be you. Me? I mean, because maybe that's the answer to that question. I'd pay five bucks for it. Because, I mean, if it's episodic, then they can, like, do ads and put it on YouTube. I would have paid you know. five bucks if it came with an in-game item. I'd be interested to know ah. how much... I'd be interested to know how much Machinima paid to have this series. Sure. I think I think we just answered this question. Mashugana? Sorry. I, I think I think five dollars $5 in-game item, uh, yeah. all one shot. Yeah. That would have sold me. Give you, like, um... Or just, geez, make Talus playable. Let's get into the real shit. There's one thing that happened this week that that is above and beyond all other things. The only thing released this week was enough. Of, uh, of, of great, I mean, of, good, of great of significance. Like, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, Batman: Arkham City came out. Ash got it on Tuesday. You got it release day, right? Yeah. Started playing it. I saw a few reviews and had to go pick up comics last night, anyways. And I was like, "F it." I have heard literally nothing negative about this game whatsoever. Yeah. I'm going to go pick it up and start playing it. Um, my one fear was that, because I didn't, I didn't play Arkham Asylum, was that I wasn't sure if there was like a, a big connection to the second one. It seems like there is some story going a on. A bit, yeah. 
but that it wasn't hard for me to pick up at well, all. It, ta- it takes place so long after the events of um, Arkham Asylum that it's really not, you know, it's not yeah. imperative to have played the first game. Obviously, the mechanics are very similar. You carry over like all the equipment that you got in the first game because it's Batman's all Batman stuff. Like, and I will say that that yeah. if you having not played the first game, when the second game starts, there's no training or oh, no. beginning mode it's just like and you're playing and yeah do you have all, you have all your shit now is that what you're telling not me immediately. not immediately if you get oh. the catwoman character you actually start as catwoman with her stuff so which is awesome it's awesome uh how do you get the catwoman character you buy the game new oh, okay I, let me ask a, a question about yeah. this game that i wasn't super stoked on about the last game um is it still like metroid in the sense that like Yes and no, and okay. that's a great. That's a great. So the 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 format that Scott's referring to, and a lot of people that listen know this. They call it Metroidvania, and it means that you know you can't access certain parts of the game until you get certain equipment, and you basically start off as underpowered, and you start to power up, and as you power up, it gives you more access to areas in the game, and, and you end it. up doing a lot of like map backtracking. Yeah, um, that claustrophobic feeling is totally gone. You have this beautiful, like massive chunk of gotham city to kind of explore I, and they keep saying it's not open world it's not open world i'm like pretty eh, much it's pretty much open it, world. i'm pretty much almost done with the game and it's like pretty much well open they, they world. probably mean it's not open world in the sense that you can just run down any street you want but for the you most can. part you can but That's you're saying the that the environments are big enough that it's it's close enough well the thing i think the reason why they say like assassin creed's assassin's creed one's map yeah where you have big chunks of the city that you can kind of run around and it seems yeah. like they open as and then they'll be like you'll have like map sections like one will be like penguins club and you'll like open the door and then you'll be in penguins club oh, and it's yeah. a pretty big map that's totally fine and then you'll be like yeah. in gotham city police department and you know but when you're in the city you're just you can go anywhere in the city yeah. there's you know, no you can glide around um how, all your gadgets. How do you possibly improve upon the combat of the first Batman game? Well, um, the combat's virtually identical. You have, that, you have it, more moves at your disposal now. That close combat system is can from I, the first is amazing. Can I say, I, I watched enough of Arkham Asylum, but with this one, what I would say, how you improve it is, I don't know that I see moves repeat in a fight. It's pretty ridiculous. Like you're fighting, you're throwing everything's super fluid, and your counter system is like ridiculously fluid. So you're you're fighting and you're punching and you're countering, and you're doing this over and over and over again. And in a normal game, you would see like a counter. He might have you might have five or six counter animations that like you know you hit him, you counter, you do something. I swear to God, I, I do not see them repeat. Like you do one thing, you'll punch a dude in the face, and then grab another guy's arm and like swing him over and punch him into the ground, and then like grab the other guy's leg and flip him over your head. Like it's like. And it's all happening just as if nothing was going. You know, it's just super fluid and smooth. Yeah, no repetition and moves. Christina at all. was watching me play it, and she's like, "Are you controlling all of yeah. that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I am. I'm pretty fucking awesome, aren't yeah. I?" Like, you know, you get to like a 15, 16 hit chain, like yeah. chain yeah. combo, and you're just like you in a groove with that combat system, and it feels amazing. Yes. Like, there's like when you. And then you like you feel shitty when you get hit once. You're like, "Fuck, I got hit!" Like that's how badass you are as not Batman. when you're in hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah I'm not playing in hard. Fuck that. The, so, yeah. the system is like robust, you know, but it's not like complicated to a fault. Yeah, absolutely. Which right. is, I think, absolutely. they found like the sweet spot. They did. You know? Yeah, because they don't punish you for for hitting a counter early. They don't punish you for even in hard mode. 
Like, I mean, they do if you if you hit it once and then just sit there and wait for them yeah. to punch you. Yes, you'll get punched. Mm-hmm. But if you if you hit it early and, and like double or triple tap it, like you'll still grab the guy and do a counter. You might do it not do as awesome of a counter if you time it like perfectly, because uh, there is a timing factor inside of that kind of stuff. But but man, I, I don't think I've ever played a more gratifying like hand-to-hand combat game uh, it's right up there definitely with the assassin's creed games in terms of just like, i think it's you think it's better I've, yeah and i'm a huge assassin's creed fan yeah, i was gonna tell you if i didn't know you that you had picked it up until i got here and i was gonna say like matt you got to play this especially for an assassin's creed fan it, it's just very it i feel like it puts assassin's creed to shame oh man like honestly like the because because the the free running Those is awesome. fighting words yeah well, the free running is awesome like uh the gliding works. everything works really well and really like i I mean, come on. You you have to admit in Assassin's Creed, the combat is not why you're playing Assassin's Creed. It's it's a little blocky. It's like it works and then sometimes it doesn't work and like the counter system is really kind of punishing if you don't time things correctly. You'll if you miss a counter in Assassin's Creed, you're fucked for a minute. Like yeah, the guy's going to brutalize you mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like in Batman they just they kind of like edged it a little bit in the other direction. And I'm playing on hard. I don't know if it like Yeah. And hard is hard. It's extremely hard. I no. think I played the first one on hard, and I remember it being quite. Cool. quite I tried to switch it. Put it that way. I tried to see, and you can't. Yeah. Once really. you once you lock into a setting, you're going through the game that way. And I was like, because I I died like seven times in a fight, and I was just like, I can't. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I I thought of another question because of that. Um, stealth elements that was a big part of the first game. Still, still in the game. Definitely, it rewards you for because um, you can have basically instant kills on enemies silent takedowns right you can still do the silent takedowns you can do later on double silent takedowns uh double ledge kills things like that all those still exist but since the world is so open it gives you a lot more uh combat opportunities you can basically go up on the top of the highest building do a scan see where everybody is plan your attack that way and then use your gadgets i did feel like and maybe it's just because i'm not that good with the system yet i did feel like where i'm at sometimes I would go up and I'd look and I'd be like, okay, there's four guys. Maybe if I do this, that ultimately I would end up in a fist fight anyways. Well, it depends. Like, like you, when you're not in, when you're on, when you're in like a, sorry, I didn't yeah. cut you off. When you're in like a building map yeah, and then there's plenty of places to jump. That's not what I'm talking about. But like when you're coming up to a place and there's just five dudes standing on the ground and you're yeah. just up on a building mm-hmm. and you jump down there and you like, you know, kick one guy out and then you try to go do something. It's like ultimately you're just like, no, this is a fist fight part. Like you can't yeah. get around that. Yeah, there's like a lot. There are some areas where guys are just in alleys. There's not yeah. much you can do. You can't like go stealth, take them all out. But. Yeah. Well, in the first game, they, they had like these set pieces that were kind of like almost like Splinter Cell maps where you had you basically mm-hmm. the game was telling you like the best way to kill these guys is by stealth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is there like are there pieces like that in this game still there's still yeah. i just i just got through a part that's I, I, it's not a spoiler but um you come across an area where there are uh, five or six armed like heavily armed guys with like kevlar and assault rifles mm-hmm. and they take a woman hostage like literally like in the headlock hostage situation and right. you have to take pretty much all of them out without getting noticed or the hostage gets capped um it adds a lot to the tension, but it really forces you to kind of practice your your stealth moves. And man, if you try to hand to hand a guy with a gun, oh yeah, <laughs> you're you're getting lit up. It's not it's not, not forgiving. No, 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 it's not good. Um, is there is there even anything bad? Is there really like can, if you wanted to nitpick? I mean, well, plot wise. It is so I'm like and this is totally spoiler free. It is so brilliantly done. Like the idea, the concept behind it is 
the mayor of Gotham is corrupt. He basically gets bought into turning a giant chunk of Gotham, the city itself, into the prison. So there is no more Arkham Asylum. It is called Arkham, Arkham city. city. So all the supervillains, all the criminals get thrown into this walled-in portion of the city that's completely blocked off from the rest of the city. So obviously, the, the criminals all get to live their lives inside the city. So there's like clubs. Escape from New York? Is a- yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it has this post-apocalyptic, dark, dark, dark feeling. And there's a gang war going on between all these different criminal factions that would happen if these people were all locked in the city together. So you have like the Riddler's guys, and you have the Penguin's guys, and you have the Joker's guys. And they're all these different gangs all vying for control of the city. And you're in there in the middle of all this shit and trying to like figure out the plot of the story, which I'm not going to get into, cool. yeah. but so well done. And yeah. it definitely you have this dark, like you want to get the fuck out, but at the same time you want to solve what's going on. It's very, uh, it's very escape from New York. Yeah. Uh, it, oh man. I just, I don't know that there's anything like if I had to be super nitpicky, I would say that it's, it, it can be easy to get a little lost sometimes when you're, when you're just in the city yeah. But the radar system's pretty good if you pay attention to where you're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no real like, I mean, there's a there's a map marker and then there's a radar. So like you've got those two things that can kind of work together. But really, when you're just flying around, you, it's it's easy to get turned around. Or if you f up gliding and you land in the middle of the street, especially on hard, and there's a group of twelve guys down there, there's a good chance you're not surviving it and you have to start over. But I would say that the save points are very forgiving. Yeah, very forgiving. Like Thirty so, seconds back, pretty much. Yeah, like cool. you die and you're not you're not. 30 minutes back you're like oh you know Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm right at the beginning of that door um the box art says that this game is 3d compatible yep what what's the deal with that does that just do like the whole like some 3d mode on it the goggle like split the vision i don't know i have no idea it's fascinating i didn't know i mean i I shy away from 3d it's kind of well it's just nice nice to see this this feature coming to 360 games I, was... I do have to talk about how this game looks visually oh. it's using um the newest <laughs> version of the unreal engine yeah holy fucking crap Dude. it is so unreal good. like i literally like and, and i'm not just like giving this game a bj but uh, but you will but you stand there and just the animation on the cape alone is worth like 50 dollars. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean the game looks just amazing yeah all the way through yeah concluding remarks well, um, the, there is a whole bunch of, like, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with this game, like uh, the different skins and stuff like that. Like, uh, Matt said he got Robin for getting it at Best Buy. I got um, the animated Batman suit. So are these, wait a minute. So you said there's Catwoman in the game. That's a playable character? Cat, all Catwoman's unique moves. story is, yeah, she has her own story that you get for buying the game new. And then there are skins that for Batman to wear? I don't yeah. think Robin's a skin. I think Robin is a character. Robin's can, another character you can play. You can play, yeah, yeah. which is even it, which is better than the skin I got. And but. I did, I did want to note that that like we complain about day one DLC a lot. We complain about you know like, obviously it's just a chunk of the game missing. And I would totally agree that Catwoman is a chunk of the game missing if you don't get it. Yeah, but. The only reason it's not to me, it doesn't feel like day one D- DLC. It feels like, hey, buy the game new, yeah, not used for five dollars less at GameStop, and you get a whole other chunk of the the game. Yeah, you know? and she is a blast to play as. Oh, she's she's awesome. pretty awesome. I was really worried about her traveling the city because yeah. I was like, you know, it makes so much sense with the with the bat the bat, not a battering, but the grappling hook, or... grappling hook and stuff. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, I don't want to. 
you know, I don't know, it'd be weird as Catwoman, but then the, the system works awesome. perfectly. You she just literally like, will like free dive and then like whip into the building all of a sudden. It's so good. Second. It's so good. I can't wait to just run around as her when yeah. I'm done with the game. That um, Catwoman bundle will set you back $10 if you buy the game used. You know? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's, well, there's also like, there's also skins that I went and, and grabbed a can of NOS. And if you grab a can of NOS. Did you find it? Derek and I, I were looking. We I, found a, it I found a can of NOS. It took me a little while. But you pop the cap in the NOS, and it has a DLC code for the um, Batman Beyond, Beyond skin, yeah. and it looks awesome. Does it really? It looks really good. Like the skins are all um, really well done mm-hmm. because you you can't play as them until you beat the game, and then you can play as the different skins, or um, you can play as them in the challenge mode. So I went into a ta- challenge mode in order to try the Batman Beyond skin, and it looks really, really good. It's not yeah. like they went half-ass on it. It's a totally different model. It's not just a reskin. So is, is he, like, lankier? He's like lankier. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit taller. Cool. Um, he doesn't have a cape because yeah. it's Batman Beyond. He has, but he has wings. He has the wing flaps. Yeah. So when he does, you know, that turnaround move with the cape where you stun a guy? Yeah. He does that, but with, like, just his arms. It's pretty cool. Supposedly you can get Nightwing somehow, too. I don't remember so how yeah, you get Nightwing. driving me crazy. There's I wanna, so many characters. I want to get everybody, it. like, Pokemon. Nightwing now. might be another playable character, though. Yeah. I don't know because there's four different Batman skins. Oh, really? Or three, three or four Batman skins, and then Catwoman, Robin, and Nightwing. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, they're literally, honestly, there's no reason not to go buy this game at completely full price. Yeah. And, and play it. It is. Yeah. It is that fucking good. It I'm, is really good. I'm a good way into the campaign, and I have to say that story wise, really well done. And I do not say lightly that this blows Assassin's Creed out of the water. I just I think this is what the next Assassin's Creed will feel like. I, I think they they're just they're out a little bit ahead of Assassin's Creed on this game, but it, it's that same kind of the free running's awesome, the combat is flawless, like story's great, and it's like this is what I want the next Assassin's Creed to be, just Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you know, cool. I so think we, take- I think we liked it. Yeah, <laughs> so good, dude. So good. Let's just take a two second break, and then uh, we'll be right back. You sure? I got it. You sure? I got it. You sure? I got it. You sure? Non-touch like the van, knuckle regiment, stamina, specimen, veterans out, forget it. Pulled it from the resin of the 12 titans, excellent, all in one element, hell of a man-made weapon. Champion status, the weight of world on my shoulders, like Atlas, torn to the lines, a ravenous hide of the mountainous. The floods, the blizzard, cyclone on the Atlantic, or the internal man will resolve a one-on's practice. Encounter, the wind of the tower, high power forces, torn by challenges, rise up through metamorphosis. Setback, turn upside down, only reinforces that every lesson learned a prime time, like outperforming. Kung Fu grip, with the seven samurai touch, once I get started, a raging bull with the gloves. Hit em up, dodge a hook, go get em up Dynamite punch, you're done, body blow up a cut You sure? I got it Alright, you guys you just sure? heard Mark Dago, also known as Killscreen sure? That song was called Dynamite Punch Give him a listen at Bandcamp Thank you, Mark, for submitting that track to us Alright I believe the album is a free download It is his, a free download, yep, Mark, bandcamp.com Markdago.bandcamp.com Good deal Awesome so uh, this week's open thread slash Twitter question kind of leads out of the Batman Arkham City and somewhat of the Spider-Man game. Um, why are comic book games generally so terrible and how did Rocksteady pull off the impossible? Which I think is the bigger part of that question because I think we've actually talked about comic book games being terrible before. We have a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you just heard our review of Arkham City. Uh, it is clearly Rocksteady's doing that made that game so good. Yes. So what is it? 
what sells it for you. And I think Arkham Asylum too, which was also a great game. So, well, I think it's definitely um, in in Rocksteady went ahead and did something that I think a lot of publishers are afraid to do. They said, "Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take this this IP, and uh, we are not going to." Um, we're not going to mess with it at all. We're going to look at all the source material. We're going to take the best elements of all the source material and we're going to make a great game based on the source material and make the best game we can that doesn't take away from from the actual character at all and only adds to that character. So that's what I think is was, is great about these Batman games. It's like Batman can't do anything that Batman can't do. The characters that exist in this in these Batman games are true to the the original vision of the writers of, of these characters. Yeah. And um, it's just insanely well done. Scott? I wonder if this is kind of like the same argument, like why are movie games so bad? You know what I mean? Um, I, it's hard to figure out like what the mindset is. But I mean, because this, in a way, you can even say the same thing for... Um, like the two Transformers games that were based off of the movies, like versus the ones that are based off of the source, yeah, material, comics yeah. and cartoons. And I, I feel like maybe with these Spider-Man games and and those two um, Transformers games in particular, it's just like a an issue of like, hey, we need to put something out there. Well, um, the Spider-Man games are unique though because they're not really tied to a movie or anything really. They're just kind of they just keep putting them out. I mean, there's there's been one almost every year. Yeah, but like the I guess what's common among these games is that they're all kind of brawlers. Yeah. But you know, this game mechanic is so good in Batman that even if like even if and this it would be hard to separate it too, but even if the story was somehow bad for this game, at least you could say this game had a great like fighting mechanic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the story and the mechanic are great in Batman. So why can't you have one or both of those things in the other games? Yeah, I, I think there's parts about the Batman series that kind of cheat the system because um, he has all these gadgets, and with all these gadgets, you can pretty much accomplish anything, and and you won't ever second guess. Oh, like Bruce Wayne would never have that. It's like he can have whatever the fuck he wants. It's like oh, right. you know, he doesn't have powers, but he has access to anything. And like you know, the Bat computer in these games is used constantly from your your maps to your waypoints to like you know uh, just different forensic tools and you never second guess the use of of those tools because you know it's something that batman would actually have so maybe maybe batman the character just happens to be a great vehicle for but video there have games. been horrible batman games put out too yeah it's been a while but i, I not i don't know if any in this particular generation but um, I know in the olden days, there are definitely some bad Batman yeah. games. People like that NES Batman, did they not? I thought that was a crowd pleaser back then. I don't remember it, man. There was a I, Sega one that was god-awful. Hmm. I never played it myself. I just heard about um, it. Uh, yeah, I think also there, there's this idea. I would apply the same argument that I, that you did, I guess, and the same one that I applied to Iron Man, the first movie, which is when good creators take good source material and then just like basically put their spin on something that exists in its own world, it ends up usually being really good. It's I feel like when, when people take the source idea and then just, I'm just going to, you know, like, Iron Man's going to be, uh, you know, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. Somehow shit on the character and yeah, shit on the saying. history. That's when things go wrong. You know, like, I actually, <laughs> this week, for unknown reasons, it was on Netflix and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I only got 15 minutes into it. I watched uh, Batman Forever. Oh man! So Batman one and two classics and good, yeah. You know, not super original to, or not super faithful to the, to the comic, but good. Uh, 
then Batman Forever was the Val Kilmer one with uh, Two Face and Riddler, which was um, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey and Tom Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And then uh, and then the one after that is Batman. Uh, Batman and Robin, yes, with George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, and uh, that one I always thought was the worst. And somehow in my head, I'd always been like, "Well, Forever wasn't horrible." And I started watching it; it is fucking horrible. It's like not even jokingly good. It's it's just bad. Yeah, and the, and it's the same thing. It's like the, they don't hold to the character at all. He's it's like the story is hokey; it has nothing to do with the comic. Yeah, and I feel like that's what this game. The game, like you said, it's just Rock Rocksteady was like. Well, we've got an awesome fighting mechanic that obviously fits with this character. What if we just take the existing realm and, and make it cool and mm. livable? May, maybe the key is fitting the game to the character. Because with this X-Men game, the the Destiny that we just played, I feel like the character is interchangeable. It could yeah, have been yeah, it, it could have been anybody. It could have been a ninja turtle. It could have been <laughs> Yeah. It could have been some it could have been a robot that shot eye beams like it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you put any other character in that game and in that story and it's the same game. But this game is clearly Batman's game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe the key to making these games is like taking your character and building your game around what that character is capable of doing. Yeah, and there, there are instances in um Arkham City where Batman does have to take on characters that would would be as powerful as someone that would fight Superman. Like cosmic level characters kind of show up in this game, and Batman has to use his intelligence to really? beat them. Yes, um, I'm to, my brain is already putting together who that would be. Uh, Go ahead, no, don't tell me. I don't want to. Okay. Know. Anyway, so yeah, he has to use his intelligence multiple times um, with the help of the Bat computer to kind of figure out how do you beat something this powerful, and it's it's amazing because you're using you never there's never like oh all of a sudden i just need to you know get in the bat robot suit now i (laughs) now i can beat this guy that doesn't happen you're always just going to be batman you're a mortal man but you got to use your intellect to get past these parts and that that makes for an amazing experience so from the twitter wall wall twitter wall uh, Onyx Primal says, uh, I think it's because they didn't need to make a movie release or DVD release. They took the time to craft a masterpiece. Yeah. And I think that's true to a point, but then it's like we said with the Spider-Man games or other games, it's like there's plenty that fall flat that have nothing to do with with uh, movies or DVDs. But that is definitely a truth as far as games that are comic book or movie related in general. Yeah. I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head there too. I think it's definitely um, time patience and understanding your property are, are very, very important. You know, the, these guys obviously really love Batman. I mean, they went back and they grabbed the, the old animated Batman series voice cast. They're all back yeah. for this. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell they have a lot of passion for the series and they Except dump the penguin. I don't think it's the same guy. Uh, so, yeah. It's a cockney guy it's now. Like a cockney oh, guy. Batman. How yeah. you doing? It's me, the penguin. And, and real quick is Onyx primal's Twitter icon, a mashup of a uh, Imperial logo and the watchman logo. Yes. Is that what that is? It is. It it's pretty rad. It's fascinating. We okay. like your logo. Uh, and then Midtown 583, our friend Justin says, because comic games generally want to cash in on a movie tie-in rather than cater to the fans, Rocksteady is the opposite, which I think is true. Uh, and I think also um, I heard on, I know we mentioned it. It's a great podcast, so you should be listening to it. But uh, feedback, uh, Blair Herter was talking that he was at New York Comic Con. He was talking to one of the guys from DC. And uh, he said, oh, I bet you're excited this week. You know, Arkham City came out. And he said, uh, yeah. He goes, yeah, it's all right. And he's like, what? And he goes, well, if um, 
he named one of the somebody that didn't give them a 10 i guess he was like if this one person had given us 0.4 more points we would be uh our metacritic score would be what thor and captain america got combined oh wow <laughs> um, that's like, funny and and like blair Herder's point was like it was just cool to see somebody who ha- has nothing to do with the game he's he's dc comics like, yeah he's, he's not warner brothers he's not he's not a uh, rock study be just excited about a title that has something to do with one of their characters, you know? Right. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool to see like them being into it's it. Very tightly woven together. Very cool. At yeah. the same time, a sad commentary on, on the game development business that, that, that really is the thing that matters now is Metacritic, Metacritic. score. That's not the Sucks. first time I've heard that. Be well, like, that's outside of the game business, but yeah. But I'm saying it's, it's not the first time I've heard somebody oh, yeah. use that as the metric of success well, for a video game. Yeah. But unfortunately, I go to Rotten Tomatoes and look at movie scores before I go see them. I'll I'll look at Metacritic, but I, I know um, for certain certain reviewing sites purposefully review games at a lower a lower scale to to throw that Metacritic. So it's a broken scale. You have people, to read between the lines. Yeah, people oh, yeah. go in there and sabotage Metacritic all the time. Well, I so mean, ultimately, though, I usually up. the reason I don't look at Metacritic most of the time is because I, I would I know the reviewers that think kind of along the same or play the same way that I do, and then I've got you know like you guys and stuff that I'd rather hear from people than from a number. Agreed. That was a sidetrack. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what we do here. Yep, yep. But yeah, so so uh, you know, Arkham City total success, probably because Rocksteady, as Justin said, caters to their fans, and they weren't rushed, you know, as Onyx Primal says, to uh, to meet a DVD or a movie timeline. Um, but everybody needs to copy that model because it obviously works and sells Indeed. like gangbusters. Imagine cause... how fucking good an X Men game would be like in this format. Every... Who is not waiting for that to happen? God, guys, make a fucking game. There's their, there's their MMO coming out. Marvel's MMO? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. MM, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe that's... That sounds like a that's title. That's the title. That's the title. <laughs> MM, no. Because we, we talked about WoW earlier. That, that totally fits. Oh, man. Nicely All right. done. Well, uh, that is episode 41, um, and that's it for this week. So this should be up. I'm, I'm striving for this week to get all of them up so we can get this on time again. And that being said, uh, clearly at this point there would be back episodes for you to listen to, so we would encourage you to check those out. Yep. And um, as always, we will ask you to... Uh, Maybe give us a rating on iTunes if you like us, because um, that makes us feel better about ourselves. Because Scott's and... an iPhone fanboy now, so he wants everything on iTunes. We'll save for... <laughs> That's a discussion for another time. Uh, yeah, so please go rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, at NerdAppropriate. Facebook, slash NerdAppropriate. My house is NerdAppropriate. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Damage from the trial, tribulations anticipated A lesser person might have been so manipulated With a dark, dangerous showcase illustrated A playground of atrocity where evil originated What could go wrong? Won't give it a second guess Don't ask for any help, won't be no other attacks All for the ultimate quest, a warrior approach The challenge is met, the moment that you expect Face death, go on and on Get it together, out of perfection, nothing can be brought Fight for the better, like a phoenix from the ash treasure born like this to live from your own center destroy to create till my power's enough to write my name on the face of the world all at once hit em up dodge a hook go get em up dynamite punch you're done body blow up a cut you sure i got it you sure i got it you sure i got it